From our studios in beautiful North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, Jerry Brooks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to another thrill-packed, fun-filled edition of In Black and Right here on a Thursday. We are now officially 47 days away from the most consequential midterm election of really my lifetime and millions of others because it will determine do we have a country that is worth saving or do the bad guys win in the end and that's something i really hate thinking about but hey what can you do i am the baby-faced assassin of freedom your tour guide through the thoroughly whacked out world of <laughs> joe biden's america uh, I mean, I don't know how else I can possibly say it, but I'll tell you one thing, folks. The cheat is on. The cheat is very much on. And, it, and no better evidence of that was yesterday when the U.S. House and the Judiciary Committee voted out of committee to the full floor uh, of the House of Representatives, H.R. 1 and the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And let me tell you, it is the last, well, frankly, uh, middle finger by the Rhino Republicans who voted along with the Democrats for this really, well, piece of crud legislation. Oh yeah, it was pretty disgusting. Uh, and yet, of course, the usual rhino suspects, uh, these were the Trump 10, the 10 uh, rhinos who voted for impeachment, except for one. So I guess it's kind of, well, the Trump 9, but it's 10, actually. Uh, so yeah, they voted in favor of this. And what it's going to do is not only make the vice president's role more ceremonial, but it's going to make it even tougher for members of Congress and the Senate to object to votes if they think the election was stolen. Plus, included in this little uh, atomic bomb of electoral fraud, uh, gives, it also gives illegal immigrants non-U.S. citizens the right to vote and they want to do it as soon as the November election. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah, the cheat is definitely on and it's uh, the Democrats and the Rhino Republicans who got beat by Trump-endorsed candidates as a sort of a screw you to the American people, to MAGA, to Trump, to America First, whatever and those who love this country and want free and fair elections uh so that's pretty much a, a done deal or at least in the house anyway they voted on it last night now it goes to the senate where there are apparently some serious dingbat republicans 
I fully expect people like Mitt Romney, uh, Lisa Murkowski, and other such dingbats uh, to vote in favor of this, but if it's on a pure party line vote, then unfortunately we have to rely on Joe Manchin and or Kirsten Sinema to actually step up and say no. Because I'll tell you, Manchin, Manchin is a head scratcher. He's a major head scratcher to me. Uh, what he's going to do, Cinema? Well, she's got to think about her re-election bid in 2024. So that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a potential problem that might come back and uh, haunt her a little later. But I'll tell you what, folks. I I tried to warn y'all. And as if this piece of crap legislation is going to absolutely ruin elections, to federalize elections, to take away the constitutional powers that are granted to state legislatures, not the Congress, as far as the establishment of election laws and rules. It's a major league constitutional crisis, and it's a big-time power grab. Big-time power grab. But remember, the Biden plan, letting all of these illegals in and... I mean, to essentially let them, you know, give them a path to citizenship and let them vote, that's exactly the plan from the beginning. So in a sense, Biden's border policy, which was an intentional way to destroy the system, was a smashing success. We're not talking incompetence here. We're not. Not on this scale. This was a deliberate attempt to let all these people in and turn them into voters that would give Democrats power in perpetuity. And it needs to be stopped. This is why November 8th is that important. It has to, but it has to be stopped now. It has to be stopped in the Senate. It has to be. Because if it, if it turns into a simple 50-50 vote, the cackler, Kamala Harris, comes in, breaks the tie, and you can say goodbye to free, fair, and transparent elections uh, pretty much forever. And, and this is not hyperbole. This is not fear-mongering, people. This is why November 8th is that important. Because I guarantee you, there are Democrats who've seen the polls all over the country, uh, like in Nevada. Adam Laxalt, the former state, uh, the former attorney general, is up, and there, and he's up because of Hispanic voters. That's right. He's got apparently about 50% of the Hispanic vote in Las Vegas, 52% uh, of the Hispanic vote in Reno, and I'll tell you, this is essentially the irony here. The illegal immigrants that are coming in from Central America and South America and so forth are having are going to have trouble dealing with the legal immigrants, the, the Hispanic American vote. I've been trying to tell people the the polls are very clear. The Hispanic vote in places like Nevada, Arizona, 
Texas and other states are going to be huge. They're going to be humongous. It's, and also places like uh, Georgia. Herschel Walker is ahead in the Senate race against Raphael Warlock. Uh, sorry, Warnock. Well, actually, he's more of a warlock anyway. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Doug Mastriano running for governor. Uh, he's hanging tough against uh, the rather elitist Attorney General uh, Shapiro. Uh, Oz is doing pretty okay against Fetterman, uh, even though Fetterman seems to be adopting more of the Joe Biden basement bunker strategy. Uh, now I'm not now for those who are thinking, well, you just gotta leave him alone. Ding dongs, I know what it's like to have a stroke. I've had two of them as a matter of fact. And yes, for the demands of the job of a United States Senator, and given what I've seen, I'm not I really don't think he's got what it takes. It's not his fault he had a stroke, but we're talking there are signs of serious deficiencies i've seen them as someone who's had a stroke okay so for those who are just like well you just need to leave him alone i said and you need to sit down shut up and have a prozac i know of what i speak so yeah it's not it's not a good thing uh so yeah and of course right now here in our Beautiful state of Florida, uh, DeSantis right now is at 50% right now. He's about, oh, I don't know, about four and a half points ahead of Charlie Crist, according to the Real Clear Politics average. But yeah, they know what's, the Democrats know what's coming. They know, and that's why they are in full-blown go at warp nine and poison the republic from now until pretty much the second coming and what's even scarier than that once november 8th hits and goes by you now have the very real threat very real and they're already working on it as far as appropriations they want to get that money for those eighty-seven thousand new irs agents before the new Congress gets seated in January and all of the investigations begin and so on and so forth. So we're not out of the woods. Not by a long shot. We still have to stop this craziness and people need to be made aware. Not just going out to vote uh, whenever uh, maybe your early voting starts wherever state you live in. It has to be stopped. It really has to be stopped in the Senate because the House Republicans are going to have a problem. I mean, you've got these, you know, the Liz Cheney's who was beaten like a government mule in her primary. You have Crybaby Kinzinger and a bunch of others who, a bunch of other rhinos who are retiring. Uh, they don't want to, because they know they're going to get smacked around. These people are out to give Trump and MAGA America first patriots everywhere. They want to give them one last middle finger to say, yeah, you might have kicked us out of office, but we're going to make life a living hell for you. 
And that is not just pettiness. That's just straight up evil. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So yeah, we've got we've still got plenty of work to do. Still plenty of work to do. Uh, another really pathetic uh, story. Uh, as of yes, yeah, yesterday, I did talk about it briefly that New York Attorney General Letitia James, a very silly, pathetic, and predictable black liberal, uh, has filed suit a, a, a lawsuit, a fraud lawsuit against President Trump, his three oldest kids, his companies, and so forth. But I'll tell you what, though. This just blows my mind when I'm looking at this because Bill Barr, yes, former Attorney General who can't seem to kind of figure out whose side he's on, but apparently he called it a political hit job in a story that was published in the Epoch Times. Now, the very same Bill Barr who's hawking a book, talking bad about Trump, lied to his face about the Justice Department doing investigations on voter fraud, and now he calls this suit against Trump a political hit job. I'm, I'm left wondering, uh, okay, wait a minute, which Bill Barr are we talking about here? But I just said, nah, move on, because I'll tell you, as I delved into this a little bit and uh, learned some things from some legal experts, there are many things, and I mean many things, just in my brief research that is wrong with this suit. First of all, it's a civil suit. Now, here's the problem. If, and I mean it's a big if, if any of Letitia James' uh, allegations are true, then she has committed a major dereliction of duty as Attorney General. Why is that? Because if these charges of fraud and defrauding banks and so forth and all the craziness that she came up with, if that's true, then she shouldn't be filing a civil suit. She needs to file a criminal case because bank fraud is a felony. It is a big time felony, but she's doing it as a civil suit. So there's a problem right there. And New York state law apparently uh, backs this up because she is a in a dereliction of duty uh, by not filing this as a criminal investigation rather than a civil one. Plus, what bank do you know of that is not going to do its own due diligence before they loan hundreds of millions of dollars to anybody? I mean, to Donald Trump, to uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. Banks have a fiduciary responsibility 
to do their own appraisals and due diligence before any type of a loan. And apparently, the bank, if the bank disagrees, then they have to work it out. But to say that they defrauded banks and to get favorable rates and this and that, I'm like, really? Then either Letitia James is a full-on idiot or the banks are. And I can assure you, I don't think of any bank whose job it is to, uh, if, if they're going to defraud anybody, you know, their investors, their depositors, forget that, folks. So there's another problem with it. Plus, the loans were paid back. Now, if there's going to be fraud, you would think that these banks would be screaming to he say, hey, Donald Trump, pay us our money back, which apparently he did. So the fact that this lawsuit is so messed up on the face of it, and anybody who does a little bit more digging into it knows this thing never should be in court. Any judge that's fair and has a brain should throw this thing out under New York state law. They should just throw it out because it's a mess. It is a mess, folks. Oh, somebody help me. But Letitia James did campaign on one really big issue and that she was going to get Donald Trump. And she was so proud of it. It's like, again, this is another reason why silly black people do nothing but give me headaches. Because they don't represent me and they think they do and people like me. And there's more black conservatives out there than you think. Don't let the media tell you otherwise. Don't let black liberal pundits tell you otherwise. There's a lot of us out there. Now, we're not quite like the Hisp like Hispanics, and we're figuring this out really quick and saying, uh-uh, we're out of here. But nope, black folks are a little bit on the slow side with this, but they are moving towards MAGA. Because I'll tell you, and it's going to pick up speed when it finally hits a lot of these inner cities when all of these illegals come and they're taking jobs and there's these businesses that want cheap labor. Who do you think gets the short end of the stick every stinking time? That's right. Blacks, Hispanics, minorities as a whole and poor people. They get the short end of the stick. Now, if you don't believe me, that's fine. I, I, don't, I don't care, really. But there's plenty of information out there that will uh, vindicate me and validate me. So, yeah. And so now, here we have HR1. I mean, this is Trump. Trump talked about this. He predicted this sort of thing. And now with the clock running out, it's last minute, the cheat is on, how can we really mess up the country so that we can stay in power in perpetuity? 
because that's all the left is into. I mean, the hardcore MSLSD crowd. They want power and they will do whatever they have to to acquire it and to keep it, no matter whether it's legal or illegal, constitutional or unconstitutional. It's, it's Machiavelli, baby. The prince, the end justifies the means in their warped, deranged minds. So yeah, that's going to be real fun to deal with. But stay sharp, folks. Stay sharp. Because I warned y'all, this could be the October surprise. This very well could be. And they're going to do whatever they can to hold power. Don't believe the fake polls. Don't believe the suppression polls. The Democrats do not have momentum. And you go state by state by state, and especially the key swing states like Arizona, please. It's, it's, it's BS, folks. Total BS. Don't believe what the mainstream media tells you. Don't, don't even. And there's still more to come, I'm afraid. Uh, but one thing that, but there's one story, and it's a blockbuster. I probably should have led with this, but Miranda Devine, a columnist for the New York Post, has brought forth another blockbuster. And she wrote about it to, uh, it's in the New York Post, dated yesterday, September 21st, but this is a story uh, about an FBI agent turned whistleblower and now the Bureau has essentially given him the boot F and the name of her column FBI hero paying the price for exposing unjust persecution of conservative Americans I've got a link to it on inblackandright.net our website but this is the story about an FBI special agent named Steve Friend, and, and he's from Florida, uh, served as a member of a SWAT team, been in law enforcement for 12 years, 12-year veteran of the, uh, of the Bureau, was respected by his peers, did pretty darn good work, and yet he was in the field office down in Daytona Beach who was escorted out of the building stripped of his gun and his badge after complaints to his supervisors about violations now in the column that Miranda Devine wrote about now this FBI special agent 12 years in the bureau worked a lot of cases about child exploitation uh, child molestation, uh, all types of just like child pornography and all of that. But interesting, some of the allegations that uh, special agent friend or former special agent friend made uh, about his uh, supervisors in the Bureau. One, the, FB, the Washington DC field office is manipulating, quote unquote, FBI case management protocol and farming out January 6 cases to field offices across the country to create the false impression that 
Right-wing domestic violence is a widespread national problem that goes far beyond the black swan event of January 6, 2021. That's his first allegation. And next one, one of his allegations, as a result, uh, Agent Friend was listed as lead agent in cases he had not investigated. In which, and which this supervisor, his supervisor, had not signed off on, which is a violation of FBI policy. So they're cooking the books, according to this insider or former insider. Another thing, another one of the things that uh, the agent talked about: FBI domestic terrorism cases are being opened on innocent American citizens who were nowhere near the Capitol on January 6th based on anonymous tips to an FBI hotline or from Facebook spying on their messages. These tips are turned into investigative tools called Guardians after the FBI software that collates them. People who are never anywhere near, Jan near the Capitol are being picked on, being investigated, as domestic terrorists? Oh, and it gets better. The FBI has post facto, in other words, after the fact, designated a grassy area outside the Capitol as a restricted zone when it was not, and I repeat, not restricted on January 6th in order to widen the net of prosecutions. Okay. After the fact, huh? Alrighty. And the, one of the last allegations. Oh, well, there are a couple more. The FBI intends to prosecute everyone, even peripherally associated with January 6th. And another wave of January 6th subjects are about to be referred to the FBI's Daytona Beach Resident Agency for investigation and arrest. Now they're pulling this crap in Florida. Wow, this is just messed up. And now, apparently, the last one was the real beauty. The Jacksonville area was inundated, quote-unquote, with Guardian notifications, and FBI agents were dispatched to conduct surveillance and knock on people's doors, including people who had not, I repeat, had not been in Washington, D.C. on January 6th or had been to the Trump rally that day but did not go inside the Capitol. Now, this former special agent complained to his bosses about these uh, violations and, oh, yeah. And so now, the man has lost his job after 12 years of exemplary and outstanding service with the Bureau. Okay. Now, anybody want to tell me that there's going to be some investigations going into this? The man lost his job. He's 37, has a wife and a couple of kids, served honorably with the FBI, respected by his colleagues, and now the man has lost his job 
and I'm sure the FBI is going to do whatever they possibly can to make this poor man's life a living hell because he told the truth, said it out loud, and said it to Miranda Devine, investigative journalist, columnist extraordinaire with the New York Post. Now, Miranda Devine is one amazing lady. She caught all kinds of hell when she uh, had the laptop from hell. And she published that story about Hunter Biden back in October of 2020. And the mainstream media and big tech conspired and squashed it. Squashed it everywhere. That was just plain wrong, folks. So yeah, um, I'm believing this story and I'm believing what this man says. He's got some serious credibility. And it really makes me wonder why, and people say, well, you shouldn't be that mean to the FBI. It's like, what? They're the, they're the American KGB or the Stasi of old East Germany. Gestapo, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to use the Gestapo thing. No, no, no. I mean, even though it is appropriate, but they are the American KGB. And to have this, oh my goodness. I mean, there's a lot more to this story. And yes, I've got a link to it right on in blackandright.net. It's right on the homepage, right near the top. It's a blockbuster, folks. And if you don't think that the FBI needs some either serious reformation or just dismantle the whole thing and start all over, read this story because this is what they do to one of their own. And there have been other former FBI people who have been threatened by the agency to stay quiet about various subjects. So yeah, folks, these people are scary. And I do mean scary. But there was more to come on that. And folks, I'm just going to call it a day. <laughs> because tomorrow, WTF Friday, we'll be back. And oh yeah, we're going to continue on this track. And there's going to be more to come. So if you want to send us an email, just send it to inblackandright at gmail.com. You can follow and subscribe to our audio podcast. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, tons of others. And, of course, check out inblackandright.net and stop by the online store. Uh, the holidays are not that far away. You might find something that uh, you might want to give for yourself, give to a loved one. Hey, we're okay with that. It's totally cool. So, with that in mind, take care, everybody. Have a great rest of your Thursday. And always remember, patriots come in all colors.